Jonah. Well, this must be one of the most well-known Bible stories in history. If you went to Sunday school, you would have heard about Jonah and the whale. Can you remember that? Can you have images in your mind? Did you ever dream about it? Do you have nightmares? This big whale taking him in. Anyway, we aren't going to touch very much about the whales this morning. I just thought I'd bring that in. Because it's a picture in my mind. And on the old Sunday school, I think there was a picture, you know, of Jonah and the whale. Uh, And it's something that really sticks in, in your mind. But often, in the Sunday school message, it doesn't actually dwell totally, or I never can't remember it, dwelling on the whole story of this beautiful chapter this amazing little book it just shows the whole extent of God's grace all wrapped up in four chapters and you're going to go through them in a series I understand so I mustn't go too far but it's thrilling Jonah wow what a man what a man he was the title of this sermon is you can run but you can't hide isn't that so true? Um, I've got a couple of little stories that uh, I want to share with you because it just reminded me of this. There was uh, two guys, basically, and um, one was a bus driver, and uh, his company was uh, contracted to, uh, to take people to Billy, Goss- uh, Billy Graham's gospel um, crusades. This man was far from God and didn't really want to do that, but he did because he gets paid for driving the bus. So for weeks, he drove people to hear and see Billy Graham. And he would hear the conversations of these people as they got back on the bus. Hallelujahs and all this sort of thing. And praise God, oh, he touched me tonight. And, you know, I found the Lord tonight. And this man was really touched by all of this. But he panicked. Can you remember panicking? (laughs) I can. (laughs) Anyway... He panicked. So he moved to Australia. He thought, I can get away from God. That's down under, way down under. Anyway, being a bus driver, he, uh, excuse me, he didn't have a drink, but he did, in fact, get a new job with a new bus company. And guess what? Billy Graham turned up. And again, he was contracted to pick up people to take them to the Crusades. That guy was so challenged by that. He thought, I can't run from God anymore. And he eventually went to the services himself and became a Christian and gave his heart to the Lord. He tried running to Australia. The other story is a little bit closer to home. During the time I became a Christian, I uh, ran a, uh, the Renault dealership in Taunton uh, on the um, service side, on, on the workshops and, and paint shop side. And um, I was just overwhelmed. A nutter, I'd become a nutter. I saw all these nutters that loved Jesus and they had something that I didn't have. And I really wanted to know. And eventually I stopped running and gave my heart to the Lord Jesus 
and I could go down that testimony, I won't now because it's, it's just lovely, I love talking about it because my wife and I came to the Lord the same night we weren't beside one another we couldn't kick each other and say I'll do it if you do it because I was still trying to run I was at the back of the church hiding away <laughs> and my wife was at the front with her mum right on the front row but um, God called us both that night that was amazing anyway I was so enthralled by what had happened and how God had changed me because I was not a very nice person before that time and um, I was talking to my mechanics and, uh, and God, mechanics are hard and rough and you know they didn't really want to know too much about Jesus but I thought I was like that once I was like that once I'm going to tell them about Jesus I'm going to tell them what they've done it, what he's done in my life so I did and I, week after week month after month just a little bit not too much I wasn't overpowering I don't think well I'm not sure because one day mechanic walked in and said David I want to give in my resignation oh 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 alright then well I'm moving to New Zealand <laughs> moving to New Zealand oh, I'll never get him back good guy too anyway some years went by and David had moved to New Zealand and uh, one Sunday morning one Christmas morning sorry uh, I had a telephone call from New Zealand and it was my ex-mechanic David wishing me a very happy Christmas from New Zealand and I thought whoa wow you've never done that before and then he said I wanted to ring you David because I've become a Christian sorry I get a bit emotional about this um, and the things that you said at work just went over in my mind and in my mind I could not get away from them even down in New Zealand and I wanted to give you a Christmas present to tell you that I've given my heart to Jesus Christ and uh, well best Christmas present I've ever had so you can run but you can't hide you cannot hide from God and uh, Jeremiah says this Jeremiah 23 verse 24 can anyone hide from me in a secret place am I not everywhere in all heavens and earth and earth says the Lord very clear you know we forget don't we you know when I ran that garage we had lots of workshop manuals all on the wall in this lovely clean shelf and um, we would get involved in the cars and try to get things right and then we'd turn to the workshop manual and now it should be done the other way around you turn to the workshop manual first but man has a stubborn art even when it comes to doing his own thing I'm clever enough to do this I don't need a workshop manual well the times I opened a workshop manual and thought oh I never knew it was done like that before I used to do it some other way uh, absolutely amazing but it says in Jeremiah, it says in God's word, you can't hide from me. I love you to bits. I just love you passionately. You cannot hide from me. And there it is in the workshop manual. And we don't read it enough. We cannot run from God. But Jonah, well, we didn't read verse 1. 
I don't know why, because I was asked to go from verse 3, but I just want to touch on verse 1. Jonah was, he was a great man of God. He must have been. He was tempted perhaps as a minor prophet by us. But by God, he was a man that God could trust. He must have been. He was used several times, giving great prophecies and challenging people. And he must have been close to God. How many of us actually hear God? How close are we? This really challenges me because my prayer life isn't what it should be. My workshop manual life isn't what it should be. I love being asked to preach because it really gets me down to studying the Word of God. I'm not an academic. I find it really hard. But it gets me into Scripture. And I was really touched. Here we are, talking about this man who got thrown overboard, who didn't, well, he let God down. And yet, he was close to him. He was really close to him. Jonah, a man who let God down. But God isn't going to take it out on him, is he? We know that because God loves us so much. When you listen to God, can you hear him? Do you spend that time? I know I've been challenged by that. We have a society that's actually rampant with sin. Daily headlines, overflowing prisons. We have a society that's really in a bad way. Just as they they were in Nineveh. They were in a bad way. Jonah was given the task to go to Syria. But that country was evil. What's happening in it today? Crimes are being committed. But his task was to go. And he didn't. Can you blame him? Can you feel for him? When Peter denied the Lord three times? Can you feel for him? Have you been there? I know I have. I know I have. It can be really tough following the Lord Jesus. He never ever said it was going to be easy. And Jonah found that out. He found that out. But he was close to God. You've got to give him that credit. And he was listening to him. I can remember when I was listening to God. More sometimes than I do now. And I heard God say to me one day, go and see so-and-so, today. And I said to the Lord, can I do it on Thursday? Tuesday today, Lord, I'm very busy. There's normally a church meeting on Tuesdays. Or, you know, Tuesdays is a busy time for churches. And I put it off for two days. I put it off for two days. 
I eventually went and uh, knocked on the door and this guy came to the door and said, Oh, David! Oh, lovely to see you! But I had a bad day on Tuesday. I needed you then. <laughs> I felt so bad. I felt so bad. But I repented of that. There and then, really, in my heart and my mind. And we hugged and we just sat down and shared what was so difficult on Tuesday. And yes, if I was there, it would have been so much better for that guy. But I did a, a Jonah. <laughs> I put it off. I put it off. We shouldn't put it off. We should never put it off. Because God wants us to do his work. Do you find that amazing? The God of all creation. When there's a clear night. We haven't had many of them this summer. But when it's clear, you can see for stars for thousands and billions of miles. God made all that. And you see the beauty. Lovely, green, lush countryside due to all the rain we've had. But it's there. It's beautiful. From our place we can look over the moors. We can look right across North Curry Hill. And we see the sunset in the east. It goes down in the west, but the hills on the North Curry Hill are higher than we are. And they get all the sun as it goes down over Creech. And it's just amazing. I look out that window and say, oh, thank you, Lord, for putting us here. Thank you for your creation. And then he reminds me, I want you to work in that creation. I want you to be my mouthpiece. I want you to be my legs. I want you to be my heart. My hands. I want you to hug them and love them. Jonah knew all that. He knew the love of God. He knew the magnificence of God. He saw the power of God. And yet he failed. He did a runner. We all make a mess. But God is far greater than any of our messes. So be used. Be used by him. Be used by him. And never, ever underestimate God's power. You know, when we blow it, it's a big cost to those that we should have gone to and to ourselves. But Jesus has paid for that cost. You know, when those guys were in the storm, the sailors were in that storm, they got desperate. The ship was breaking up. So what did they do? They threw the cargo overboard. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit expensive, it is. You just think about it. You know, they're checking all their... They get paid when the cargo gets to the other side. So they're throwing their financial well-being over the side. And the ship owners... Oh, dear, they're going to... I don't know whether they had insurance in those days, but wow. That was going to cost, wasn't it? The cargo being thrown overboard. But Jesus says, I love you anyway. These were hard men desperate to live 
in this violent storm. And our folks around us in the office place, in the workshop, in the street, in the coffee bar. I understand you've got a coffee bar. Must come around for coffee sometimes, dear. Right, when we got a day off. What a wonderful idea. Outreach to the village. What an opportunity to talk to people and just sit down and have a natter. Not gossip, but gossip the gospel. Show them that we are different. Yeah, they might think we're nutters, and we are. We're nuts in love with God. But we can convey that in such a way over a cup of coffee. Never ever underestimate God's power. Look at my friend David. Off he goes to New Zealand. I thought that was it. Never see him again. And I have seen him lots of times since he's become a Christian. He's gone through tough times. But God is always with him. That's a fantastic testimony every time I see him. These guys on this ship were tough. I come from a coastal area of Cornwall. I see fishermen. They're hard men. And um, I look at them sometimes and think, oh, what hope have we got? Trying to con- convince these guys in the workplace, in the office, of God's love. I'm sure Jonah felt that about the people in Nineveh. Well, he did. What's the point? They're hard. They're gone too far. Well, we have a lady in the office called Tina. And she's into all sorts. Everything. Mediums. Oh, horror, horror movies. I've never seen anybody. She said, I didn't sleep very well last night. Well, what did you watch? There's some horror movie on. You know, well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> she's into it all. And I thought, oh, Lord, how can we... Because we pray for County Hall and for Taunton Dean. We get together, a few of us, every, every week and pray for our colleagues and I think oh no she's too far gone she's gone down the pale she's into all this and yet when I offered her a bible I don't mess around one of these fantastic living what is this new living um, a translation and it's got so many notes in it and so I gave her one of them I said it's a bit big and don't start at the front but also read the commentaries because they're fantastic and you'll learn and understand about God's word. And amazingly, she reads it. She's into everything else, but she, but she reads the word of God. And the other day, we have another Christian in the office who's very outspoken, and she's really good. She's getting to know the girls and, and inviting them to all sorts of things. And, and Tina goes off to a prayer meeting for healing. Wow, I couldn't... I, I really, wow, Lord, why do I feel so ashamed sometimes at my lack of faith? We prayed. We prayed that this woman would respond to the Lord. And then she does, and we're surprised. Why are we so surprised? You know, but God is moving in that girl's life. And you know one thing? Satan is trying to stop her. This lady's partner will pay for her to go to listen to the mystics and the mediums. But he won't let her go to church. Isn't that odd? You know, we are in a battle. We're in a battle. And we need to remember that. And when we remember it, and remember the power of God, then we don't do it, Jonah. We go, and we pray. And we take the opportunities. Tina's coming to the Olympics with us. <laughs> you know, an opportunity 
to show our love. We've got a camper and we've hired a, uh, um, a site about 10 minutes walk from the stadium. So it's going to be great. And eight people can come to that place. It's full up, by the way. I'm sorry, you can't go anymore. But Tina's one of them and her daughter can bring her a tent. We don't have to pay any more. She just comes and we'll feed her and love her and look after her and let her watch what she wants to watch and then send her home again. Because I know that Jesus is touching her life. Amazing. I thought she was too far gone. But nobody is too far gone. Look at those sailors. Look at the people in Nineveh. Just like our society. And yet this book tells us passionately, really, if you read between the lines, of God's great love for 120,000 people in that town, in that city, whatever you like to call it. And for the millions and billions on this planet. So when he asks us to go, it might not be to Afghanistan or anywhere else. Because he's put us here. And that is so important. It's good for, for us to support our missionaries. We must do that. And pray for them constantly. But we're missionaries in Queen St. Michael. In Taunton Dean. In, in County Hall. In the streets of Taunton. And here. Every one of us. My missus is not that front person. She, she says, I aren't going to come to the Lord because he might get me out on the street. She ran. But she is used mightily by God. In other ways. In actual fact, she has gone out on the streets as well. God has a sense of humor, doesn't he? He really does. He does. He said, where am I? I got lost there. But um, we must never, ever underestimate God's power to save because he is an amazing God those sailors wow let's just have a look then the sailors picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea into the raging sea and the storm stopped at once the sailors were all struck (laughs) I think that's a bit of an understatement don't you awestruck by the Lord's great power and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him here we have Jonah on the boat denying in fact one part you know one part of the voyage he's sleeping and the storm is raging did he have the peace of God with him like Jesus I don't know but he was ignoring everybody else around him he didn't exactly do it very well, did he? He got them all in a mess. These guys were fearful for their lives. He didn't go sharing the love of God very well. He blew it, just like I blew it with my friend. Not getting there on the day that I should have done. But God, he is far greater than any of our mess. So when we fail, when we do blow it, and we do it all the time, I know I do anyway. God's power is still greater than all of that. And in this case, he showed it physically. And he does that with us as well. 
when we just sit down with somebody and cry with them and laugh with them. If we have Christ in our heart, he's there in that situation. And he will show his power. Not necessarily in a miraculous sign like stopping the waves. But he will show his power in the heart of those people that we're talking to. And these sailors, well, they were awestruck. And they gave their hearts to the Lord Jesus and promised to follow him. Or to the the Lord God in, in those days. All because of the work Jesus has done. So Jonah had blown it. But you can't, you can hide, but you can't run away from God. You know, that is an amazing thing. Absolutely amazing. I just want to go back a little bit because there's one verse I found that I missed. And I felt it so important. And I've gone and lost it again. When we blow it. When we really make a mess. God is always there for us. Again he tells us. In the scriptures. Romans 8. Anybody like Romans? We got a guy in the church who's passionate about Romans. Fantastic book just tells us of the love of God verse 28 and you all know this and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes for them so whatever the situation if we honour God and do what we're told to do he will bless it if we blow it in a roundabout way, he'll still bless it. So be encouraged. Because often we find there isn't a lot of encouragement around these days, is there? You don't have news at 10, good news at 10. It's always bad news at 10. But why don't we have a good news at 10? You know, there's so much out there of good news. Why should we let Satan have all the the new spots it should never happen we should excuse me I have a bit of a cold tell people the good news of Jesus not just from the scriptures but from what he does in your lives every day some of those lives will be tough but we can still look to our Lord and he will bless us he will always bless us and keep us strong in his love for us. You can run, but you can't hide from the great love of God, but also his judgment. Also his judgment. We will be judged on that day but we've got to leave that to him we often judge others and think they're too far gone and in our sight they may be but never in God's sight and they will run from you 
when you speak the truth when you're challenged I can remember arguing and really getting very very angry when I was told I was a sinner and when we used to do EE and Wendy can remember this I was sometimes accused of being too tough on people you know but we've got to recognise our sin when we do that we also recognise the power of God's love I've blown it Lord I've really made a mess of it I've got into drink, drugs, whatever I'm a goner but when you remember your sin Jesus says I can cleanse all of that I can purify your heart I can touch you in such a way that you will change I know because that happened to me now if that's happened to you you have that nobody nobody in this world can ever take that from you that tests me of how God saved you from what you was to what you are now and we still sin but go to God and repent and that judgment will be gone that judgment will be gone so we saw the sailors recognize the judgment of God recognize his power and despite Jonah making a mess of things in this first chapter they all became followers of God and in verse 17 of this chapter Jesus talks about this verse Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Doesn't that remind you of something? Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and the chief priests and he mentioned this about what was going to happen to him. He was going to be in the grave for three days and three nights to pay for their sin and my sin this book sums it all up the whole gospel of God in four chapters in an amazing way even Jesus brings it out in a conversation about how it was all going to be fulfilled in him at the cross and the death and the resurrection have you been born again have you been raised from the dead have you oh if you haven't turned to Jesus oh because he can do that he can do that I know I ran away but I couldn't hide from the love of God 